Welcome to episode 162 of Your Best Year Starts Here with me, Neil Martin, my good friend, Mr. Nigel Risner. And today we want to talk about a scarcity mindset versus living a life of abundance. And Nigel, this was your idea, so um, I'll let you kick it off. It's really interesting. I've been speaking to a lot of my clients, and then we had a little chat beforehand about how life is and how things are going. And, you know, COVID is still very, very serious, and with the new variant, Omicron, and et cetera, et cetera. But my mentality now is my life is okay, my relationships are okay, my kids are okay, and I've got lots of things going on. And I've decided for 2022, my mentality is I'm coming from abundance. And I've told all my clients, this is where I'm going to operate. I want to do less work, but better work, and et cetera. And the list goes on. What's been really amazing, and partly some of it is because I've got some prepaid work already in advance, and my coaching clients have committed to do some stuff, that I'm starting my year quite busy, but not manically busy. Mm-hmm. And I've made it really clear that I don't want to work on Tuesdays because in theory, except the first Tuesday in January, but I'm, I'm, I, I, I look after my grandson. The minute I shifted my mindset to say, I'm okay, life will be okay, something shifted with my clients too. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going into spiritualism and metaphysics, whatever, but my clients kind of signed up to longer coaching programs, four or five keynotes that have dropped in for later in the year, which means... But those months are sorted. So yeah. ironically, you know, my June, October, November, already for next year are sorted. Yeah. I don't have to think about it. The minute you don't have to think about it, other opportunities come in. If you operate from, well, I'm not sure what's going to happen next year, so we better not spend much money over Christmas. And then what we better do is we better do this, and I better ring up all my clients just to see how they are. And you play this game, and you'll have done this in the past, because I have. I'm just ringing you to say happy Christmas, hope everything's okay, and if there's anything I do to support you. And we come from a needy scarcity place, and it comes across in our conversations. You know, people send Christmas cards, but then they follow up, did you get it? Do you want to make sure you got it? Mm-hmm. You know, or we send an email, and then we double-check they got the email. Do you want to make sure everything's okay? I'm not saying you couldn't and shouldn't do some of that, but make sure you're ringing and writing and sending an email from a place of more than scarcity, less than full abundance is really what I'm saying. Because it comes across in your being. It literally pours out of you that you are desperate. And the minute you're desperate, the world conspires against you. And it's like every client you've got kind of postpones an event. And you kind of go, yeah, but we had it in the diary. And they postpone it to another day. And you go, I can't believe that. I'm now, you know, to me... And I've got some very nice friends. Cancel plans on Saturday aren't my best plans. I love when someone cancels me. My self-esteem is okay because I've got a lot of other friends. It doesn't mean they don't love me. Something else has come up for them. Yeah. But when you're feeling low and you have and you've just broken up with a boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever, and then somebody blows you out, what comes up for you is I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. So there's a double-edged sword to abundance versus scarcity. I'm not going to knock the book, The Secret, but just visualizing success is not enough. Get yeah, it's not enough. It's not enough. But but you have to start thinking about manifestation. You have to start thinking about abundance. You have to start thinking about what am I creating 
in this time, over the next, you know, I don't know when this will be heard, but over Christmas, I do a lot of planning so that things are ready for. I don't wait till January the 2nd to start goal setting. Mm -hmm. I've got it in place. So if you're thinking about next year and you serve your clients well and you have a product that people need, they will buy it. Yep. They do yep. need to know about it. Yep. And you do need to do some social social marketing. Is that the right word, social? Yeah, Whatever that works. A bit of social media marketing, that's what I was looking yep. for. And you've got to put yourself out there. But if you come across seeming desperate, your clients hear it. Yes. And then the world conspires against you. Yeah. But it's interesting. Um, three, four episodes ago when we talked about, you know, five random people and, you know, me calling five random people and stuff like that. I am, um, you know, I, I've, I've done a little bit more of that. There's been some other people. And if I, if, by the way, if you're somebody that thinks, why hasn't he called me yet? It's random. <laughs> right? It's not that I maybe haven't thought about you or it's not that I haven't actually maybe even intended to call you. I just might not have got you, got to you yet. Or you might, you know, you might be someone that I actually consider to be someone I talk to more often or there's all kinds of variables in there. Right. But I had a, I actually had a phone call from somebody who had heard the episode and went, do you know what? I'm going to do that. And one of my people I need to call is Neil. And um, it, it turns out, actually, I called him before he called me. Um, but he was on a call to someone else. He was calling it random because of that episode. And then he called, you know, he subsequently called me back. And eventually, after a bit of like, you know, telephone tennis, we did eventually get to speak to each other. Right. Um, but, you know, those conversations weren't with an agenda. And it's back to your point of if you if you have a genuine conversation, you know, for me, a lot of the people that I work with, especially people I work closely with on their businesses and stuff like that, we become friends. It's just what happens, right? It's just, the, it's the nature of, you know, who I am as a person. If I like you, I want to work with you. But if I work with you and I like you, I like you. So I want to be your friend. I don't just, I don't just want to be, you know, someone that delivers a service for you and buggers off. That's not my view. I, I'm much more about like long-term relationships. And, um, so, I, I, you know, I stay in touch with people, even if we're not working together, even if we, you know, because we might at some point in the future, but even ignoring that, I like you, I get to know you, I care about you, I care about your family. You know, I, I'll ask questions about your kids and your your spouse and stuff like that, because I know about some of that stuff. And that's, that's the important things in life, right? You're dead right. If you approach that same call where the whole agenda is actually, okay, now when are you going to give me some money? Suddenly the rest of the conversation becomes fake and unreal. And and people don't want to hear from you and they don't want your phone call. It's okay to mention where you are with things. It's okay to talk about things. But you're talking to a friend. You're not talking to someone where you're going, do me a favor, write me a check. And that's the difference. I also think the other big thing I want to say on this is I have a belief um, around many things in life, actually. But you know, I'll, I'll, I'll draw it in on money for a moment because that's just kind of like part of where the conversation is. I have this belief around finances that when you think you've run out, you have. And it actually doesn't matter how much is in your bank account. But when you feel like you don't have enough, you're right. Okay. When you feel like, actually, I can commit to things and I'll find a way to pay for it, you'll get resourceful enough to pay for it. And I say that from my own experience and from various periods of growth I've had in my life where, you know, it's felt like my back's against the wall. It's felt like nothing's going to come together. And I've made a decision that it's going to. And probably the best example I can give of this is actually when I was 18 years old. And I was 18 years old, and I won't go into the, won't go into the whole story, but um, there'd been some shifts in my family that basically meant a couple of people that I, you know, I loved and adored were going to be made homeless. 
And I wasn't prepared to let that happen. And so I made it my mission that almost every single person I spoke to, I talked about, do you know anyone that's got a place to rent? Needs to be at least this kind of size, needs to be this kind of budget, you know, blah, 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 blah. And eventually I got to speaking to someone who said, you know, my brother has this house that he's let out and the last four sets of tenants have trashed it. And I said, can I speak to your brother? And this woman put me in touch with her brother and I had a conversation with her brother. And I said, look, you know, these, you know, the, the, the person, people I'm trying to help here, um, they, they can't afford the rent that you're after, but they won't trash your house. And, and I'm an 18-year-old kid, and I'm going, I'll guarantee they won't trash your house. I'm an 18-year-old kid. I can't give them the money anyway, right? Um, and I said, and here's the other thing. Is it trash right now? He said, yeah. I said, what if I give you some of my time for free over this summer? I was going off to university. Give you some of my time for free over this summer to come and help with the redecoration ready for these people to move in. And guess what? They got the house. I was about to say but but it was having that confidence and having that belief of this will all come together that made it all come together. And, you know, I don't I don't say it from the point of view of, hey, I was this 18-year-old hero or anything like that. That's, that's not it. It was I had this firm belief that this situation was going to get resolved before I went to university, so I made sure that it was. And that's it. That's, that's the bottom line. And there have been other times in my life, you know, there's been things like, there's been some vanity things, you know, there's been purchases of expensive cars and things where I've gone, actually, I don't know if I can really afford this, but I've said yes, and I'm not going to back down. And lo and behold, I've always found a way to pay for it. You know, and I think that is the point. It's if you make a big enough commitment to yourself, forget everybody else. If you make a big enough commitment to yourself that says, I am going to make this work, I am going to make this happen, you start looking for the ways that actually make that come true. If you, if the commitment you make to yourself, and you most people wouldn't call this a commitment, but if the commitment you make to yourself is, I give up, you've lost. You've lost. And for me, you know, scarcity versus abundance, you know, that's kind of what we're calling this episode. That's what we're talking about on this. For me, scarcity is very much a, I quit, but I don't quit on something I want to quit. I quit because I don't think I can. Abundance is. Or, or you have an answer enough support. Yeah. No, but that's the same thing because I quit because I don't think I can. Well, maybe I don't know how to do something, but I'm prepared to try and learn or I'm prepared to try and find someone that can help me. If my commitment is strong enough in terms of trying to achieve the outcome, I will get the outcome. If my commitment isn't strong enough and I'm not prepared to put myself through whatever uncomfortable stuff's going to come along on that journey, I ain't never going to get there. I ain't never going to get there. Uh, And I couldn't agree more. I think people have got to make a decision that we thought 2021 will be the end of it. 2022 is going to be a weird year. Yep. Um, please, God, that there's Omicron. There's a lot of cases, but because so many people have been jammed, extra boosted, and I'm not getting to the, the, the merits of it, good or bad, that it will be finished much sooner than we think. And hopefully there'll be a little bit of a sense of normality than we think. But you've got to put yourself out be a bit positive. Apologies for the noise. My gardeners have turned up, obviously. <laughs> Just and they're just doing right outside the front of my window. But what's interesting, my whole mentality about money is changed over the last two years, and partly since my brain aneurysm, because it's like I've nearly gone once. Mm-hmm. I need to think differently, but I need to act differently. So you know, we've done a lot of work on health this year. I've still got a bit more to do next year, and I'll do it. But I'm not going to worry about money in the same way because. If I put it out there and I am in integrity and I tell the clients why I want to work, 
my clients will listen. Yep. My clients listened when I had no money after my brain aneurysm when I didn't do any work, and they all supported me. Yep. But you've got to share what's going on without coming across as desperate. Yep. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think the other thing is when you're on any journey to achieve anything, and this goes back to the minor adjustments thing we talked about in the last episode, it ties in with what we're talking about in this episode, It it's that... It's that old saying of, and I, I'm I'm reluctant to use the exact words of this, knowing you and your animals. But you know, it's that whole thing of how do you eat an elephant? You know, one yeah. one, one one mouthful at a time. Well, you know, elef- elephants. You know, in your world, are the ones that are all about the detail and everything else. And uh, I wouldn't suggest eating the elephants that Nigel talks about. I wouldn't necessarily even suggest eating an elephant. I'm I'm not sure what an elephant burger would be like. It's not on my list of things to try. Um, but you know, how do you eat something big? How do you complete something big by doing all the little small chunks? Yeah, how do you eat that big bar of Cadbury's that's behind Nigel's head on the video? One chunk at a time, right? You know, you can't... Or, or, or three. Yeah, but you can't fit the whole bar in your mouth in one go. I'd have a good I'd have a good go, though. I'd have a good go. You, and I'll leave it at that. You, I could, would have one. you, you, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. Don't, don't tempt me, because that could be another episode. How much can you cope with? How much can you cope with? That's the great, that's the great line about be careful what you ask for, because if you've got it all, where would you put it? Yeah, but it, you know, but it is also a thing of whatever you're trying to do. It's bite-sized chunks. It's bite-sized yeah. chunks. You know, um, I once read a book that said, you know, if you if you think you can do this thing or you think you can't do this thing or whatever, like just stick with us until page six. And it's like actually that's genius. You know, it's like just stick with us till page six. Just don't don't do anything drastic until you've read at least the first six pages of this book. Anyone can read six, but anyone can make a commitment to six pages. Anyone can make a commitment to, you know, 10 minutes. That's ironic. I was on a training course where we had the reverse. Okay. That no major decisions were allowed for six days after the course. Yeah. So you'd learn all this stuff. You know, you've been on this course for X amount of days. You may have to make decisions, but let it sit for six days because otherwise you have thousands of people that make these rash decisions. You know, I'm never doing this. I'm leaving my wife. I'm leaving my husband. I've been involved with stuff that says no major decisions for two years. So, yeah. But yeah, we'll, I, we'll, I don't, but, but, just, just, just for the regular, I don't buy that. Otherwise, you and I wouldn't be working together. <laughs> but let's, let's leave it on that note. And, um, you know, you know what to yeah, do. Leave please. us a review. Share this with your friends, all that kind of stuff. And we will see you in the new year with another episode of Your Best Year Starts Here. Your best year.